This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to Talkville. Uh, folks, say hey, thanks for, for joining us again. We're very excited. The first episode, the pilot episode, went so well. We were so pleased. Ryan, congratulations. Tom, congratulations. Thank you. Thank uh, you. First, we want to you know, thank you for your support on the launch and the new pod. We are uh, seeing all the comments and how much you guys dig this, and you're on board for this long journey that we're taking, and uh, we couldn't be more excited and happier. We are, however... There's some technical difficulties, and we want you to bear with us. Um, episode two, Tom's audio wasn't great. Stick with us because uh, you don't want to miss out on the stories and the special guests we have coming up. Um, and, you know, what's what's really cool, uh, by the way, let's get into episode. Forget what I said. Let's just get it in, into episode number three. This is Hothead. Um, you know, I was talking to Tom. Uh, I was talking to Al Goff, one of the creators of Smallville. And uh, asked him what he remembered. First of all, we've been getting a lot of comments saying that Greg didn't die. The bug guy didn't got, die and that he comes back in the homecoming at the season finale. So that's oh, right. f- come on. Yeah. The, well, people were commenting. I, well, you ha- I don't how, know how this you- yet. <laughs> You wouldn't know. You haven't seen. You haven't seen that episode yet. <laughs> I didn't Boiler. remember anything. But uh, you know, fans are on top of it. They're on top of it. Also, uh, a good friend Leah, who's a fan, she said that I didn't count one of the saves when you saved Lex in the car. So we're gonna have issues. We're gonna miss stuff. This is fun. But this we'll try. We we'll try help. and listen to you and get on track. But Al also remembers. That in the f- beginning of the episode, beginning of shooting Smallville, this is interesting. The early episodes have so many stories. They were shooting them out of order up yeah. to the last minute. And people were getting fired left and right. Yeah. Uh, crazy. And he also tells me that, um, well, I shouldn't give out spoiler alerts, but um, how many seasons Whitney was on the show, how many seasons Pete was on the show. But five directors worked on Metamorphosis episode two. Five directors. The episode from last week, they shot more days than the pilot. They kept shooting and reshooting sequences to get it right. Tom's haircuts are all over the place. <laughs> and uh, that's something that Al really remembered. So, uh, wow. You know. I, I didn't remember any of that, uh, but it sounds like we were in quite the quite the conundrum there. Um, <laughs> it was. I remember it was a bit of hell in the beginning. I remember just like. You're shooting this day. Now you're shooting this day. Oh, we're reshooting this. We're doing this. I remember that stuff. It was, uh, I don't remember as crazy. I think when you're working more internally, like those guys, yeah, you see it more clearly. Um, look, if you're just joining us, I don't know why you would be, because listen to the other two episodes, but if you're just joining us, this is your first time um, with us today. Tom, what would you say the podcast is about for everybody? I think it's, um, you know, it, it's been about 21 years since the show started. And I think it's taken that long for us to step away and be able to revisit it and watch it. I know you haven't seen many episodes, if any, uh, because Lex wasn't around that much. I was there a lot. So I have a lot of sort of behind the scenes or 
kind of stories that are fun to share that people don't know. We got a lot to talk about in this episode, Hothead. Uh, if you get, didn't get a chance to call in and leave your questions for this episode, make sure you get some in the future uh, for future episodes by calling our hotline. That's 213-538-2883. 213-538-2883. Make your messages short. Just say your name, where you're from, and keep them short or you're not getting on the air. Not to be a dick, but we like to keep things moving along here. Um, and we got to mention our socials. So the handles are uh, Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and Talkville Pod on Twitter. Yes. And without further ado, let's get into Season 1, Episode 3, Hothead. Ryan, hello. Hi. We're very excited about this. The title is Hothead. It aired October 30th. 2001 the director was our good friend greg beeman who directed a lot of the episodes uh up till about season four a lot of the premieres and um finales right right well right he time. went on to become our showrunner went to be shortly yeah, after this, and boy yeah. did we love him didn't we yeah yeah he was a treat the writers were al goff miles miller uh greg walker jerry siegel and joe schuster <laughs> I don't think Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster <laughs> wrote those, but those were the uh, yeah, sort of the guys who created Superman. Ryan, were you going to say something? No, I'm I'm getting everything queued up on my phone. I got notes. If you need any information, I got it. Oh, good. I got the IMDb page up. That was what I was doing. Oh, if you have any insight, please yell at us. The guest star for this show, Hothead, was Dan Loria as Coach Walt. You might have known him from the Wonder Years. Uh, the synopsis, <laughs> Coach Walt Arnold is obsessed with winning Meteor rocks and his sauna have given him the power to cause objects to burst into flames. Clark Kent defies his father and joins the football team. Lana Lang defies expectations, quits cheerleading, waits tables. Lex Luthor defies his father in a business plan that saves several people their jobs. The coach attacks the principal, a player, and a journalist before Clark stops him. I think the uh, episode could have been named Defiance. <laughs> it could have been. Uh, you know, this is this episode. I'm more, you're more lenient than I am. Um, overall, I thought there were some enjoyable moments and there were some really cool effects with the fire and we can get into it. We're going to do a little play by play of what happens and we can comment on that. Um, but what were some of the things that jumped out at you, Tom? Uh, well, I, I, I really enjoyed this, um, episode for many reasons. I, I think part of it is one. You know, this is a reoccurring theme that I that I joke around, but I was there a lot, so I think I understood why things ended up the way they were a little bit more than maybe when you just watch it. Right. Um, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but there's things like, you know, um, when the fire comes out of the sprinklers around the football team. Um, working yeah. with Dan was great. I really liked him. I know you had a, you had a slightly different experience. No, no, no. Dan, I liked. <laughs> That was a different guest star. I, I like oh. Dan Laurie. I, I didn't work with him, but I had a dinner with him at John Glover's house. John Glover had a dinner oh. like not too long ago, and Dan Laurie was there, and I had forgotten he was on Smallville, but we talked, and he was a really good guy, and he wants to come on my Inside You podcast, but right. I like Dan. No, the Wonder Years. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he told me a quick story about that where he used to do all of his dialogue around the dinner table on the Wonder Years to pieces of tape because the kids were already shot out. It could because they only had like to work eight hours a day, right? Yeah, they could only yeah. work eight hours a day. Uh, so Ryan, ultimately, I mean, we don't have to get into your, you know, how you really felt about the episode, but what mm -hmm. was your uh, initial thought watching it? How, what were you thinking? Uh, I mean, you know, another another freak of the week thing. Another freak of the week. Um, but the the choice to do it with like such a uh, like a staple of somebody who was like 
at the high school, like the football coach, like that's that that should be like because I know in the next episode they're just gonna move on. Right. <laughs> this was a huge deal. <laughs> like the coach of this winning high school football team like lit everything on fire and you know just disappeared. <laughs> it's uh. I mean, I think that's going to happen a lot. So, I mean, that's something I'm going to have to get used to. Yeah, um, I think that does happen a lot. And but, eventually things kind of uh, take a different turn. But, you know, a, a fun villain, uh, some fun fight sequences. Um, and then, uh, yeah, some some very, some CWE uh, teen moments. Some, definitely some moments. A yeah. little Lana moment mm-hmm. storming off from Whitney. And let's get into a little play-by-play. Uh, Coach Arnold is seeking his 200th win in the last game of the season and cooling off after a victory in his sauna, whose rocks are covered in kryptonite. So he was. Yeah, I think he was coming down off of a good win because this guy will do anything to protect his legacy. I mean, I think they're, they. One thing to remember, I think they came into a, a, a tough season, which is why Clark is invited to be on the team. Uh, that's one of the favorite things about this is because what would what would Clark Kent do with his abilities if he could play football? Yeah, and it could be Jonathan's dangerous. Struggle as well. Dangerous, yeah. yeah. Could be very dangerous. And it was kind of like, oh my gosh, when he decided to join, I'm like, uh oh, they're all gonna yeah. they're all gonna know him. And that was pretty cool. Uh, Principal Quan, this guy, uncovers that the coach has been aiding football players to cheat in order to play. The coach tells him to stay out of it. The coach tries recruiting Clark to play on the team just like his father had years prior, but Jonathan Kent is hesitant in letting Clark because of his, because of his freak athletic skills. Um, you know, I always love those scenes with Clark and Jonathan, the father-son those moments where he yeah. cares about his son and he's just looking out for him. And it's just, it's, uh, did you enjoy shooting those? What, what was it like shooting those scenes with John, those father son oh, yeah. moments? Uh, and John, um, I think we may have talked about this before, but John really had that energy, that sort of hand on your shoulder, sort of John Wayne, steady kind of guy. And listen, I'm looking out for you. Just trust me. Um, and that, that was on and off screen. He was, he was, I, I'm really happy that he was the guy to, cause I was a Duke, Duke's a Hazard fan, you know. Yeah. Um, so I had to try to work past all that. Back at Luther Corp, uh, Lionel visits Lex to make sure the company is being run his way and with projections being missed, wants workers fired. Lex yeah. wants to do the contrary and pushes to hire more to compete with local competitors. Look, this is the beginning of Le- uh, Lex and Lionel. And uh, these are scenes that um, I really appreciated. I always loved working with uh, – with John Glover, he made me. A you better, knew you had to bring it. You had he to was, bring it. You had to bring it. And he made you be. He made you better. He really made you better. There was something intimidating about him. Maybe it was his two-time award-winning Tonys that did it, or just his calmness. And but you know what I found out about John Glover is that in the pilot episode when he came on, I was so intimidated by him, and I didn't think he liked me. I was really worried, like, oh my god, I got to work with this fuck nut. You know, that's how I felt. But then I confronted him about it later on. I was like, how did you confront him? You were like, hey, do you like me? Because I just said, together. hey, I've always felt like you didn't really like me in the pie. He's like, no, I was so nervous. I had just oh. gotten the part and I was I was trying to deal with things. And um, and so a lot, you know, that tells you a lot about like anxiety and life in general. It's sort of like, hey, it's not always about you. And yeah. uh, he was going through some stuff. But uh Working with him was just was just a wonderful experience. He um, always it was always he always brought something to the scenes that you wouldn't have anticipated. Yeah, and, you know when you're working with him, he'd always surprise you. It was 
a gift. He was always just very fun and flamboyant on set too, just bouncing around and having a good yeah. time. Later on in the pilot, like I said, he was just in his head and he, like everyone right. else was, we were like just trying not to get fired and trying to, you know, do a great job. But he also, I know we're on a John Glover kick right now, but you, he wasn't easily rattled on set, whether he had to wait, whether he had to go fast. He just was like, he's a veteran. He was just like, he's fluid yeah. in, in everything he did. Yeah, yeah. He was a veteran. Uh, did you enjoy Ryan those the scenes with Lionel and Lex? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's always fun where he comes in with his just gorgeous oh. mane of a hair, <laughs> hair making fun of me. Of oh course, yeah, oh he's always obviously flaunting it, uh, and he's trying to make you feel bad for being his son. Yes, it's evil, and you couldn't tell. You couldn't say to John, "It's like if you said, oh, why are you so mean to like?'" No, <laughs> I love my boy. Yeah. I'm just trying to help him. I'm trying to teach him about life. I love him. And it was like, oh, my God. It was so creepy, but it worked. Quan <laughs> uh, approaches the coach and lets him know that he had tried to get him suspended with the school board and is trying to get more students to come forward. This enrages the coach, who sets fire to his office and later Quan's car before Clark rescues the principal. You know the lesson there? Bring a witness if you're going to confront somebody like that. <laughs> Jeez. I mean... He said, I'm going to get you tomorrow, but I'm going to go home in my car right now. And the coach is like, no, you're not. You know, my, my thing was, did you not feel like, and it wasn't Dan Loria's fault, but it was just like he was angry right off the bat. There was no sweetness. There was no fucking kindness. There was, was no a gentleness. Head. There was just a hothead. Hence the hothead. Winning. Head. He just wanted to win. That's but, it. but I wish there was something. I wish there was were moments where he acted a little differently. You know, like like he should have gone into like his his uh the closet in his office and he'd have like a a paper mache collection and he'd be like dusting <laughs> them off. I don't know about that, <laughs> but uh, look again, you you touched base on this earlier about the fire stunts, the the effects, and those were fantastic. Um, you know, uh, I don't know when Quan was walking out of the coach's office how he didn't see the fire. Right. You mean you mean in the torch? Yeah, and he what? just he's just watching and, and the coach is just watching the fire. Okay, he lights the TV on fire right behind him and then he just goes Pfft. Yeah, he's like and oh. then he leaves. Yeah, then <laughs> just, he, I think he leaves or something. And he, he walks right by the fire extinguisher too. I think you can see in the shot. Yeah. There's no sprinklers oh. going off. There's no He's like, you better deal with that. <laughs> but when he blows up Quan's car, you know, that yeah. was pretty that was pretty intense. Do those scenes explain those scenes, Tom, when you have a bunch of fire and I mean, is there a lot of fire going on in the stunt when you when you're doing it? Yeah, so what they did a lot of times is they would have some practical fire and then they would shoot a separate plate and enhance or add some fire after the fact. Um a lot of that is safety related um because those like that car blowing up that's probably eight hours just to do that because there's so much safety involved. And a lot of the times I just wouldn't even be around for that stuff. Cause like, why bother? You know, I, I wasn't just going to hang out for eight hours to see a car blow up. Right. Um, especially if I could go home. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of preparation, a lot of good safety stuff going on. This episode is sponsored by better help. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. 
so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Uh, the coach interrogates his players to find out who ratted on him. He finds out it's Trevor and enraged shoots fire from the sprinklers. This is what you talked about earlier. Yeah. Earlier, Chloe sees it all happening and records it to appear in the next edition of the torch. Uh, the coach catches wind of Chloe's story and sets the newspaper room on fire with her in it. By the way, how did they get the fire out of the sprinklers? That must have been digital. I don't think it was digital. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they poured gasoline through there and lit it. I don't know. I mean, it looked pretty practical. What do you guys think? It looks, I don't know. Like, it looked, it it, looked pretty good. It did look pretty practical. Well, Wasn't I it? know that there wasn't fire coming out of the sprinklers. That was after the fact. <laughs> Unless they had some kind of hoses and I don't know, but it, that if that was an effect, bravo, bro. bro. Well, this is what we've talked about this before, that finally visual effects were coming to television in that way um yeah it was impressive lucky. and bill millar was our or at, at that point he did the yeah. uh, he did the uh, effects and stuff uh so uh the coach catches wind of chloe's story sets the newspaper room on fire with her in it and clark of course sees from outside the school and rushes in to save her from being engulfed these traumatic dramatic things happen at the school we don't see many ambulances we don't see fire trucks we don't hear about it there's no sort of uh suspension i guess you, you just have to suspend disbelief i mean the the smallville police department really just <laughs> they had it in this episode <laughs> I mean, what is going on 
Everything's on fire. The coach's office. Chloe's torch office. Well, also, like, the car blows up, and then there's, like, Clark doesn't have his cooling breath yet. Like, the car just blows up. cooling breath. And then that's it, or whatever you want to call it. Right, right, right. uh, And then, you know, this is, this is a, this is the beginning of a long run of Clark just being there at the right time to save people and them not just being like, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank God you were here. So at this point in the episode, you've saved the principal Kwan. Yeah. You've saved Chloe. Mm -hmm. Has anyone died at this point? I don't think so. Clark goes looking for Trevor after uh, this, finds him kidnapped and surrounded by fire extinguishers. (laughs) Trevor confesses that it's been the coach and Clark goes on the hunt for the coach. Clark finds him in the sauna before a game and accuses the coach of his misdoings. The media rocks in the sauna make Clark sick, and the coach traps and locks him inside. Why didn't Clark bring Coach uh, Quan with him <laughs> to confront? <laughs> yeah, he just wanted Where's to handle it himself. Clark's handling things himself. Okay. It would have made things a lot more difficult. Isn't he trying to be it's, his own man in this episode? I mean, I guess it? because later his dad saves him, and then you never see Jonathan again. yeah and that's another thing during the game jonathan notices his son missing goes searching for him in the locker room (laughs) seeing rocks being thrown at the sauna jonathan saves clark from inside clark then confronts the coach in the locker room who becomes so enraged that he engulfs himself in flames in the showers now does he die i assume he dies he engulfs himself in flames killing himself maybe he shows up in the last episode of the season Like Greg, like Greg the Bug Boy. Now, listen, were those that had to be tough? There's all that fire. There's the stunt. There's the coach going through the window. There's all these things, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's a big day for Tom. Uh, it's a little bit of a juggling act because here's the thing: you can't the 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 easiest hard stunts to do are the ones at the end of a scene. Um, but when you're fitting a stunt, especially when it's fire and explosions in between an actor doing different things, it's very time consuming. Cause like my stunt guy can't, in a fight sequence, you can have your stunt guy fight over the shoulder and those are pretty quick. When it comes to like big explosions and people getting thrown places, you know, I gotta walk in, I gotta fall down. Then my stunt guy has to do it. You know, we all have, it's like a, you do everything two or three times. Right. Or, you know, it's, it's two or three times the amount of time. It makes no sense, but um, it, it's, so it's, but again, I was learning all that. I just figured that's how you do it. Yeah, I, I've only done a couple of episodes of television. It was a heavily effects show. It was. Yeah, I know. I mean, it just was big in effects, and the story was sort of, you know, lost. It was kind of like a in and out kind of episode. I know you're laughing at me because I'm saying that it's not that I hated the episode. I didn't. There were some lovely moments, um, and I thought, uh, you know, the coach had some great moments. He was very intense, but I had I had my issues with it. Uh, later that evening, Clark and Lana share a cathartic moment on the football field, sharing that they want more for each other. And yeah. I really like the scene where you guys scream. And I really thought your acting was good in this moment where you're like, wait, what now? Or I forgot what you said, but she's like, we should scream. Yeah. yeah wait, what do you, what, you did something and it just seemed very natural. And I was like, Hey, thank you. That was good. Well, Tom. It, it, yeah. Cause in watching it, 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 it I could have just gone, okay. And just done it. But there's that little bit of hesitation and, I think that plays between the two characters of trying to feel each other out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you, you still don't know whether, you know, you're like, is she into me? Is she not into me? Do I have a chance with this girl? Mm-hmm. You're kind of playing it safe and, you know, you're being respectful. Right. Um, when you were, it would have sc- been funny if, if I was like, now, and she's like, yeah. 
And she's like, one, two, three. And then I, I screamed. And then she's just like, ah, idiot. <laughs> you moron. But it was touching. <laughs> Wasn't it touching? That it shot was. when they look up and they scream? Yeah. It was. Did, and, how many takes was that? Oh, I don't know. But I definitely, it definitely is a Greg Beeman sort of shot. Yeah, that overhead looking there. up kind of big, big crane shot. Dramatic ends the episode. It uh, also helps because I think so much of this episode, I mean, we have we have some of the stuff on the football field establishing shot wise but a lot of every a lot of everything is very contained in rooms because of the fire or maybe just out in the parking lot and it's the first time in the episode where i feel like the the air is a lot you're allowed to breathe as an audience because yeah. of that shot which i think is cool uh at the end lionel returns to find out about lex's plans and the two decide to fence to settle their dispute <laughs> i mean of course that's what a father and son would do at least that's what lionel and lex would do lionel wins and orders lex to cut the workforce instead lex finds a way to cut budgets elsewhere angering his father so it shows now, you yeah so you you've been asking me about stunts let me ask you what was it like fencing with john was there a lot of rehearsal and choreography was he good were you bad uh, it was mutual love it was mutual respect it, the stunt guys were great the fencing coach was great i remember we took a couple hours outside and really learned a couple of things we might have done it two days and um it was fun it was fun to be outside it was fun to learn uh, had a fence and look realistic. Yeah. And I thought we played it off well enough where it looked like we kind of knew what we were doing. Yeah. And um, it was well edited. Yeah, well edited. <laughs> um, but again, I like that early on we're seeing the, you know, this is Lex fighting his future, his destiny. Yeah. This is Lex trying to do the right thing. He doesn't want to fire people like his dad wants to. He uh, is trying to do the right thing. He's trying to help Clark. He's doing all these things. And I think that's maybe why uh, a lot of people really liked Lex in the beginning. I think they liked him even after because they see how hard he tried to be the good guy. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that was good. And I and I and I and right. I thought that when I was watching it. Interesting things of note. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the first episode of the series to be directed by Greg Beeman. Uh, as, he, as we talked about, he would go on to direct many, many episodes and run the show. Yeah. Uh, Lex telling Dominic to say hi to his sister was, was, uh, was cold. 
and uh, a great line. I loved saying it. I remember. Was that it. was that written? Uh, it was written. It was written. <laughs> and by the way, that actor was um, what's his name? Son. Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. That's Sean, Sean Connery's son. Sean Connery. Hey, he was a delight to work with. Uh, yikes! Clark telling Chloe that he joined the football team, not a cult. Ah. <laughs> yikes! We went there, folks. Uh, the fire sprinklers were badass. The school newspaper named the torch was set on fire. Thought that was kind of funny. Uh, the save count in this episode, he saved Principal Quan and Chloe. He couldn't save uh, the coach. Well, is it only counting Clark's? Because Jonathan had a save. Jonathan saved Clark. I think it's Clark saves. Only Clark saves? Yeah, because I don't think Jonathan saved many more people during the I think run, <laughs> run of the show. I don't know if we're going to add to those. Um, <laughs> I feel like he's going to have to... Is he going to have to drag Clark out of some situations some more? Is he going to have to pick you up a lot? Uh, Did, that's that a it? funny question. I, I don't remember exactly when, but I remember there being a question of how heavy is Clark? <laughs> like, trying to rationalize that because of who he is. Like, can you just pick him up and move him like you could Whitney? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember at some point that came up somewhere on the show. Hey, by the way, in that stunt when you're on the football field and you're uh, – you're, was that you? running uh the actual running and jumping over the guys was not me it wasn't um, no i and by the way this is i think there's another episode where i play football and i got jacked for it like i loved all the football stuff in fact we came back one time i think it was one of the first seasons we'll get to one of the episodes first episodes of one of the seasons later and it was our first week that we shot something outside and there were all these like blue 24 blah 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 and i lost my voice that night and it was like i had to like talk the whole next day in every scene and go loop every scene that i was in are you serious yeah it was horrible you had to re-record every line from the episode yeah, or to, most and of i had to work with actors who i was like basically whispering and they had to talk normal it was like a really good lesson of whatever but back to hothead um a lot of that was stunned a, a, a lot of that because of efficiency and choreography um but i mean i i was happy i loved throwing football and and, and being on the field um but some of that stuff's just leave it to the professionals yeah i always say that too and the more the older i get it's just like let the other guy do it let that guy you know i i did a show and let the let the stunt guy do most of the stuff and they're also training i i think that you know there's this whole thing of like do you do your own stunts and this and that well you know a, some stunt guys have anywhere from i don't know they might have three days to five days on a television show to rehearse something right where the actor doesn't so you're really going to expect an actor to go in and nail something like that? Like, yeah. do yourself a favor production. Have the stunt guy do it. What would you say uh, overall the highlights were? I mean, we talked about the effects. Um, what would you say some of the highlights of this episode were for you? And then we'll get into um, some calls from I think, some people. I think it was meeting Dan and working with him because I had recognized him as like an actual actor from oh, yeah. TV when I was a kid. And that happens a lot during this series where I got to work with people. Like I said, John Schneider. Um and uh, that was probably the coolest thing, kind of watching the effects and some of the stunts and beginning to understand how it operated and, and the time it took to do some of these things. Um, so those are the highlights that come to mind. Who did, who did you really enjoy working with at this, this juncture, like in episode, so by episode three, were you really enjoying working with everybody, kind of different, different experiences? Yeah, I mean, this is a recurring theme that I, that I go to, but I was the least experienced actor out of everybody. Um, so like even Kristen had been on a television show 
um, Allison would come in and be able to like do 10 things at once and say all this dialogue. And I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. Um, so it was, I was very impressed and just trying to like see how people operate and, and learn from them and try to apply it in, in some way. Uh, but it also made everybody really interesting to me, which then helped Clark. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Lana being on the football field. I mean, she's beautiful. She's, she's, she knows what she's doing. Clark has no idea. Like all that stuff works um, for the character. So when's the, fr- when's the episode where you finally kissed? Do you have any idea? I don't I have I any know. idea. I guess I that's really just going to be a surprise to everyone, isn't it? Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, don't tell me. Yeah, I guess we oh, can't tell that's Ryan. Right. Ryan, what would you say highlights of you for this episode? Ryan? Highlights? Yeah, for sure. The effects, the fire effects were fun. Um, I mean, it was probably like a mix of practical and uh, <laughs> digital. Right. Uh, I thought they all looked good. Uh, the fight sequences were fun. I'm, and I'm a sucker for a good football scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the cold open. Um, that was great. The cold opening was really dramatic, really well just, directed. Just unnecessary. It was like, we want to recreate um, and what would have been out at the time. Uh, like that, what like the scene from the last Boy Scout or uh, something? It was really yeah, dark like was, that. Um, You're right. Good, good. That's a good good grab. Right yeah. Good um, grab. But yeah, but it had a pretty Friday Night Lights feel. Um, yeah. What? I think three or four I, years before it happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, given the given more time and more budget, I think they could have really dug into the Friday Night Lights of it all. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Whitney's father you know, or something, but, um, you know, and, and I want to make sure we don't miss this little note that the, the day scenes that we shot of the football, that was September 11th when the, um, world trade happened. So, uh, that was a very sort of, I don't even know what the word would be to describe that kind of day because the, 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 that morning, you know, everybody saw what happened on the news and I didn't know what to do. So I, I went to work and a lot of people did. And there were F-16s flying over. And it was really like, what do we do? And I, I don't remember who it was, but they're like, well, we're all here. Let's just try to let's try to do something. Let's try to, you know. And so that was uh, obviously very memorable. I remember you guys all calling me because I was in you New were York. Gonna fly. And I flew the day before it happened from New York. Yeah. I flew the day before to LA. And it was, I still had that ticket. And it was crazy. Uh, I remember waking up and getting these calls, and like, I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm here, I'm okay. And turning on the TV, and I was living in Kitsilano in Vancouver. I remember turning on the TV and seeing this happen, and it was so surreal. And I didn't have to work that day, but uh, it was just numbing. It was a numbing time, yeah. and I think that's in part why maybe Smallville was also successful, is because the, you know the world needed a superhero. They needed something to escape and um, some way to escape, and maybe that you know that was part of the reason i i, I don't know i i think that and, and this is in a lot of hero themed television shows and movies is the people like to feel or or want to believe that that person or that hero is out there yeah. whether it's a superhero or a hero in general um i think uh that that's a part of it as well yeah how many by the way how many different places did you live in vancouver i lived in kitsilano I lived in um you lived in a houseboat. I lived in a houseboat on Granville Island. I lived at the Sutton Place. I lived near I forgot what it's called where the Vancouver Canucks play and I got robbed. That's another story. I'll have to tell oh, that story. Right. You know, when we get into the shattered episodes or the episodes where I'm in the mental hospital, uh we can get into that because I remember someone breaking into my van and, I, and me attacking them. 
Like I, I, I want to, uh, let's, I just want to put it out there that, you know, I think that should be a two hour podcast. We should really dive deep into that one. <laughs> we could. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was going crazy. That was, a, that was a tough time. We'll get into that when we get into that. And Ryan has no idea what's in store. I don't. But there's some good stuff in store right now, guys, this is the, uh, this is the old hotline. So this is, uh, you know, you guys can call in. And you can leave uh, messages, which we talked about, 213-538-2883. We got some really cool messages, and we're going to listen to them now. This is Scott. Hi, this is Scott Jansen. I'm a fellow actor from Alberta, Canada. I'm just wondering for Tom Welling, did you have to train to know how to play football in this episode? Or did you already know how to play football? Thanks. Well, thank you for your question. The short answer is no, I did not have to train. Um, I love, I, I'm, I'm a pretty decent football uh, player. Maybe not player, but I can, <laughs> I can throw the ball pretty good. In fact, I was throwing the ball around so much in between takes, they were like, stop it because something happens to you while you're throwing and then you can't be in the scene. Um, but a lot of that stuff was the stunt guy running and people hitting each other. So um, the answer is no. Hey, Tom. Hey, Michael. This is Joseph Martin from Nashville, Tennessee. I wanted to comment about episode three, Hothead, um, more so a question. Dan Loria was a favorite of mine from the Wonder Years, and I loved him in this episode, and I just wondered, Tom, how it was to act off of him and what you may have learned from him. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, I touched on this a little bit earlier that I was, first off, intimidated but he, he, he was able to put me at ease. And I saw a guy who was very focused, um, didn't, wasn't distracted by everything going around. And when they roll cameras, he was, he would just sort of be in the, in the pocket as I like to call it. And I was sort of watching him and trying to learn from it because, um, he was such a big figure in, in, in my mind, in my life. So, uh, yeah. This is a uh, question from, uh, Matt. Let's listen to Matt's question. Here it comes. Hey, Rosie and Tom, this is Matt. I can guarantee you that Greg did not die in Metamorphosis because he was on the last season when Clark went to Homecoming. Um, also, Hothead, how many takes did it take you to hit the glass when you were trapped in the sauna? Was that something you were actually throwing the rocks at? Or um, how did that happen? Um... I think it was, that's, wow, that's a, that's a tough question because I, I'm not sure, but I, you know, they replaced the glass with something that's pretty breakable, um, like candy glass. And I don't remember it being a long time. I mean, I, to be like, I, maybe one or two. I mean, I, you know. Things probably. pretty much, they had their shit together and, and you were able to do a couple takes with everything mostly. Yeah, yeah. But interesting that that, that came to mind. <laughs> how many times greg is alive uh, this is tom white in louisville kentucky uh, i just wanted to comment on tom's question about filming hothead on the day of 9 11 um just like when uh jfk was assassinated and the beatles hit and gave gave people hope give people a distraction i think that was the uh, part of the smallville success was that it was the, the perfect timing that it did it did give uh a profile of a hero and it was just uh, another takeoff and, and and something to lift the spirits 
And I think that that was a, a great reaction. So thank you guys for, for Talkville. It's a great show. Thank you. That was great. No, but it was a really, I mean, he, it, it's just what we were talking about. Yeah. And uh, how important it was. And I think that, you know, everybody needs a hero. Everybody needs escape, like we talked about. And um, it was the right time. It was just a, it was a bad time in the world, in our country especially. And um, I think Smallville helped people escape a little bit and smile. And, um, you know, so thanks for uh, your thoughts. And uh, here we go. Here's Maya. This is Maya. Let's see what Maya has to say. Thanks for the questions, guys, and the statements. Hi, it's Maya from Toronto. I never watched Smallville. I know you're shocked. So my question is, what do you think it is about the first few episodes that drew people in and made them become such big fans of the show? Thanks. Wait, wait, wait. She, she's asking because she's never seen it and she might watch it? I guess so. We've got to get Maya to start watching the show. That's what's, that's what's happening here. What is well, it? Maya, what is I it about you're... Smallville? What is it, Tom? Because I, I could tell you a few things, but you know, you know what I'd like to hear first? Why don't we ask Ryan what it is? <laughs> what is it, Ryan, about Smallville in the first couple episodes you've seen that hmm. you think back in 2001, hmm. people stuck by us, they watched in, tuned in, and this became a hit show? Uh, let's see. Besides the sociopolitical context, and uh, I think uh, there uh, another thing that was interesting to people is it was a fresh take on Superman, oh. and because we had in what the seventies and eighties, you had just the movies that were you know uh, very very popular, and then. The 90s had what well, there was like a steamy Lois and Clark show or right. something like that. Right. Um, and I think, you know, this one sort of took it back to um, a more innocent time in. Well, I mean, I know it's not we're never going to say Superman, but it is, you know, it's Superman's life. And it's sort of like an origin story, which we hadn't really seen before. And it's a, a story before the story. But it also sort of put it in the context of um, a very watchable family teen drama. Yeah, you didn't need to know that he would go on to become Superman to to enjoy the show. But no. I, I did. Sorry, I have a question. What's what was the socio political aspect? Oh well, like nine eleven. We've already. <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah. thought you were talking about the show itself. No, like, I was like, I, <laughs> no, was no, I'm missing. Was I, I just wanted to? I just evil? wanted to not say the phrase nine eleven again, and now I've said nine eleven three times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree with Ryan on all that. I think that uh, it was a compelling idea you know it's a story before clark can't become superman it's his adolescence and the fact that he was friends with lex luther and that is just a really compelling story on its own and how each of them go on to do different things one goes uh, takes one path one takes the other and it was also I, I felt like the cinematography i felt like you're watching a little movie every week the quality of the show was unlike most shows out there it looked great. It sounded great. The music, the score, the opening credits, the the uh, everything really just gelled and worked together to make uh, a really good show. Sure, there were problems. I have problems. Everybody who watches the show loves it, has problems. The freak of the week got, gets old. There's just certain things that you're like, oh, why is this? There's there's always going to be issues, and people are going to write in and ask questions. And But for some reason... And a good reason, people stuck by the show for 10 years. And 
um to have such longevity is is pretty astonishing especially in this day and age and like uh i don't know i think uh, i, I mean, think the characters were really important too i think i give give us credit that you know they created characters that were likable lovable relatable uh, everybody could relate to different people there's a test a quiz you could take uh i uh bryce sent it i don't know where it is and i want you to take the test tom but you answer all these questions and it will tell you which what? character you're most like at a smallville so you're like which house would you prefer which this which that and you know who i was does anyone know guess lana correct <laughs> <laughs> i was really? lana I, I was totally I, trying to be funny i was lana I, I i took the quiz and i was lana bryce please send tom the yeah. quiz and 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 you'll give it to ryan too i want to see who ryan would be I, I i i'd be curious but uh thanks for the questions thanks for the support and the love and again just know that uh, the next few episodes the sound quality on tom's end isn't great but after episode six, it gets really good. We, we figured it out. We just shot a bunch at the same time. But the episodes are good, and I think they're fun, yeah. and I think they're compelling enough that you'll stick with us. You'll tell people uh, the show wants to grow. We want you to grow with us, so we, so we stick around. If you stick around, then we're going to stick around. So that's, that's pretty much where we're going. Um, to rate this episode, you know, I have the old Rosenbaum rating system. Three roses is the best. Two roses, one rose. Then there's the... The, the middle area is the heater. It's right down the middle, the heater. And then there's one bomb, two bombs, and an absolute Rosen bomb is like the worst thing you've ever seen. So what would you rank Hothead and the Rosen bomb system? And remember, three is the best. What would you say? I'm gonna say I'm gonna hand it over to Tom first. Uh, this is a tough one because again, I feel like if somebody said I didn't, I, I, what is Smallville? And I showed him this episode. I think they would have a really good idea about what the show was like. And I think that's a big part of it. So um, can I, I, I'd like to go, I can't do two and a quarter, right? But I can do a two and a half. Well, hang on a second. I, I've, I've got to fight this. I, I, mean, I really Here's why you can't give, you look, you can do whatever you want. It's your <laughs> rating system as much as it is mine and Ryan's. However, you're saying that this is, almost as good as the best episode that we'll ever see on Smallville, which hasn't happened yet. The pilot is a three rows. You can't give yeah. this a two and a half rows. That's like saying this is just a little less better than the pilot, in my opinion. So I would just, when you think about things, think about the pilots of three rows, comparatively, what would this be? Two. You, you're right. It's a two. I'm going to give this, Ryan, oh. I'm going to ask you. Tom gives it two roses. I think that's, that's exceptional. That's uh, that's that's forgiving. That's wonderful that he could uh, suspend disbelief. And you were give... hoping one. You were, I one. thought you'd probably give it a rose, which is still commendable. But... Well, I, I, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's not. <laughs> no, don't be. But I guess it... one doesn't mean there's anything wrong. Negative one would be something wrong. Right. A heater mean even if it's a heater right down the middle, I call it a heater. If it's a heater, it just means well, it wasn't it is bad. Hot it wasn't good. It was just kind of yeah. That's what a heater is. So okay. one rose is like, yeah, it was worth watching. It was, it was right, pretty so good. I like, I like you talked me into it. Number one. You're going to give a one, one rose. rose. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Ryan, what are you going to give it? I was going to give it a one as well. Give yeah, it a one no, rose. I think Tom's right. Like if you were to show somebody what, hey, what's this show about? Like, yeah, this one is like, this is, this is basically it. Like if you, if you were to break it down, 
In a way, Michael's in a way. Michael's gonna just a heater for him. He's no, he's it's more than a heater. I, and that's funny because a heater because the heat, the the the, the school, and the, the, the coach. Um, I'm gonna give it a half a rose. I'm gonna give it a half a rose, which means it was better than meh. It was like it was it was amusing. It was. Uh, I'm glad I watched well, it. I wasn't blown waste away like a clown. I wasn't blown away. I thought. Um, I forgot what I gave Metamorphosis, but the pilot was a three rose for me. So this is about a half rose considering, but it's still quality. It's still uh it's still good for me all right so you know you guys are you're fair I'm a, I'm a tougher critic maybe uh we discussed we missed lex being saved during the car crash in episode one which i talked about and of course we talked about and so did one of our our call-ins that greg didn't actually die in episode two i find that so funny that everybody knew this except us I was like blown away. People are people are texting me. People are like, hey, you know, Greg didn't die. I'm like, well, but you have to understand there there's there's a lot of thought that goes into on a show like this not seeing people actually die because they want to keep it at a certain level of watchability. So right, you know. you're not wrong. In episode three, the dead and uh, one dead, three saved. The coach dies. Clark saves Kwan and Chloe. Uh, Jonathan, of course, saves Clark. So I guess three saves. Bryce sa- counted that as a save. He counts oh. Jonathan saving as a save. So we are going to go with Jonathan saves Clark as a save. A save is a save. A save is a save. Did he struggle picking you up at all? I, I don't. I mean, he strikes me as he's in shape in this show. No, John. John's a strong dude. He he knew how to like scoop you up yeah i remember him just being like this is how you do it this is how you get leverage this is how you he'd done stuff like this before and i was like okay i'll be i'll just be passed out why nobody went back and got the kryptonite rocks out of there i mean those are those questions are never ending (laughs) uh now through three episodes folks we have four people dead and seven saved and uh yeah you can go there's a link smallville.fandom.com where it's season one body count serious injuries and other crimes will also be noted but only actual lives lost will be t- uh tallied likewise so someone took the time to to do this very interesting i mean it goes on from the beginning where lewis and laura lang are killed in the meteor shower on screen however there are numerous other deaths which we learn about in later episodes I mean, someone really, people really paid attention and took note. And I mean, now when we go to cons, you understand it. You're like, you know, people were diehard fans. Yeah, It's hard to wrap your head around because I didn't watch episode. Every episode I was in the show. So were you. We were self-absorbed. We didn't. But to to a lot of people, the show meant a a ton. And they, their lives were absorbed from Smallville. And you see that, yeah. and I think it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to love something, to be um, obsessed in a healthy way about something. Um, pretty cool. I think we've gotten down to the uh, part of the show where uh, we have Ryan's favorite episode. Oh yeah. So Ryan, right. oh, <laughs> Ryan's going to write three scenes down. He's going to tell us them, and we'll guess which one is his favorite on the episode. Uh, all right, three scenes. Uh, the first one, the rain, the uh, the rainy football scene, very Friday Night Lights esque. Ah, uh, very good. Uh, scene, uh, scene two, uh, fencing with your dad. Oh yeah, that that was a uh, that was over the top. <laughs> sure, fun. And uh, scene three, fire sprinklers, because what a weird effect. All right, Tom, what do you think he's going to choose? Number two, he has chosen Lex and Lionel fencing scene. 
Utah, give me two. I'm going to say that he chose – it's either one or three. I'm going to go with one, the football scene. Uh, Yeah, today was football scene. Football scene! <laughs> because I don't know how many of those I'm going to get in this show, and that one was like – that scratched an itch for me. You liked it. I do. It was intense. I do. It was, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> Anything else you remember from this episode, Tom, that you want to talk about, or that's pretty much it? Oh, I mean, the more we go through it, the more it comes to mind. I, you know, I, I just, um, again, just getting to learn more and more about the, the people around me and the show that we're trying to make and how difficult it is, especially under the circumstances that we talked about earlier. Um, it was, a, it was, maybe that's why I tried to maybe even give it more roses early until you talked me out of it. But Great. Um, now people are going to get mad at me on the comment line. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, the comments we love. I do read comments. Um, I did notice a lot of comments, some comments about the sound quality in episode two, which we're, we've discussed, and that's going to happen for a few more episodes. But uh, I love them. Keep them coming. Please subscribe um, to what, what, what were the handles? It was Talkville Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Talkville Pod on Twitter. We'd love if you gave us a review. We were number four on Apple Podcasts, I believe. Uh, Doing really well. People are tuning in. I hope you guys continue to tune in. There's a lot of good stuff coming your way. Uh, We open the forum to you online. Please share your thoughts. Tell us what you remember. Tell us what your thoughts on the episode were. Um, Tell us where we were wrong. Tell us where we were wrong. I'm sure people are going to say the death count's wrong. I'm sure the save count's wrong. And this is what I love because we have devotees. We have people who devote have devoted a lot of their time to Smallville. And a big a big shout out to Craig at Krypton Site. We did an interview with him, and uh, we really appreciate it. And Jay Towers for the interview. And Joe mm-hmm. at comicbooks.com uh, or something like that. Joe, I'm sorry if I messed it up, but we did some interviews and uh, we really appreciate all the input. It's, and you know, give comments to Ryan. He's always a joy to be with. Um, I really dig this. This is fun. It's fun for me to watch the episodes and then comment on them and try to be objective and real without pissing off the creators who Al Miles do listen. And uh, I, know oh, they when, do. I know when I give them a half a, uh, half a rose, they're like, fuck you, Rosenbaum. But, you know, hey, look, you know, this is like, this is this is real. I got to keep it real. What did you I think guys you have to give? start saying? I think you have to start saying Miles Millar then. It's Miles Miller. Are you sure? I think it was Bill Millar, who was the <laughs> oh, effects okay. guy. But uh, tell us what you think online. How many roses did you give it? You know, maybe you gave, you gave it one or two roses. Maybe we were wrong, but this is how what we felt. Yeah. Uh, that is it for this episode. Hothead. Uh, stick around next Wednesday when we look through next week's episode number four called X-Ray. And I remember there's a lot of good stuff in X-Ray. I think yeah. I can remember some stories, too. And well, we get to see the emergence of Clark's abilities. Yes, that is true. That is true. It had to be an adventure for you to stay every when you found out you're gonna you have a new power that you could use on an episode. Yeah, I was terrified. Were you? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to do it. I remember I directed an episode called Freak, and it was the first time you did the powerful blow. And it was on our episode, and they didn't tell us till the day of. And I go, Glenn, how do we do this? Glenn Winter, the DP. We should have Glenn Winter on the show sometime. Oh, for sure. In the, yeah, in the first six or seven episodes, we don't have many guests, but we're going to get some guests on. And uh, 
Stick around. It's going to be great. Remember, the hotline number is 213-538-2883. And I guess that's it. I guess um, you got anything else, Ryan? <laughs> no. 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 Tom? No, I don't think so. I mean. I think this but, has uh, been a real treat. I think uh, there's some episodes I'm really excited about coming up. And uh, stick with us every week. We'll be here. You better be here. We need you. We love you. Thanks for all the support. And uh, Tom and I will uh, will be in Boston August 12th. Um, yeah. And Tom will be in New York the week before. Yeah. The week before signing autographs by himself. But I'll be with you in Boston doing a Smallville Nights and uh, some autograph signing. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. That's going to be a fun show. We've been trying to go there for years. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to be a patron of Talkville, I think people should become a patron. And all you have to do to join, to support the show, to give back, is go to at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Talkville, at Patreon.com slash Talkville, and become a patron. Right now, we are going to give the, these are the folks on Patreon who give the show, give back to the show. They they, they really help the podcast continue to grow. Uh, you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash talkville. There are cool benefits from being a member, and we hope you join. Join the family, patreon.com slash talkville. And this is one of the perks. If you're a top tier, you get your name shouted out. Tom, I'll take the first three, and then we'll continue that way. All Here right. we go. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C. Santiago M, Suzanne B, Leah S. Corey M, Callie D, Tom T. Mark A, AJ underscore 800, and Sophie M. Betsy D, Liliana A, Abby P. Meg K, Chris F, Kimberly E. Jeremy V, Michael H, Ray H. Karen M, Design OTG, Danielle B. 99 more, Liliani, or Lilani N, Catherine P. <laughs> We'll figure that out at some point. <laughs> Brett G, Super Sam, always S. Feral T, Ken J, Jeff E. Estevan G, DJ Kento, Garrett W. Just J, Tyler H, and Kimberly L. Danny G, Teresa, Justin S. Eric W, Tom N, Juan V. Tony V, Veronica D., Rodolfo J, Jason W, and Nancy D. That is all the top tiers for now. We hope to have more top tiers on our Patreon. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for getting this going. I can't believe we're doing this after all these years. I'm excited. Yeah. Tom, love you, buddy. Thanks for being here. Thank you, sir. Ryan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Do your homework like we're going to do. Watch the next episode. X-Ray. We'll see you. <laughs>